0: Welcome to the second episode of the second season of the Poetry Studio podcast, a podcast for poetry lovers and students where I, your host, Aaron Bauer, read and discuss a poem, learn about the techniques the author used to write it, and finally, offer some writing prompts to motivate your own writing journey. Today, we will be discussing and reading Song of a Second April by Edna St. Vincent Millay. Millet was a poet and playwright who was awarded the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry in 1923. Not keeping with some of her modernist contemporaries, she wrote formal poems, poems that are metered and rhymed, or in some other formal structure. She was particularly recognized for her sonnets. However, the poem we are reading today is not a sonnet. For that, we're going to have to wait a little bit longer next episode, we are going to be looking at a sonnet by one of the most important sonnet writers ever, William Shakespeare. To help demystify some of the ideas people have about poetry being complicated or hard to understand, I will be discussing one poetic device that an author uses in a poem we are reading. I might be stretching things a little bit by calling this a poetic device, but today I want to talk about the use of second-person perspective, that is, you, in poetry. Last season, in episode two, we discussed the poetic speaker, who is the I in a poem. The poetic speaker is often associated with the poet him or herself, but that speaker is a more fictionalized character of the poet than an actual representation of the author likewise poets often use you to mean several different things in a poem if you are reading a poem as if the author is speaking to you then you The reader are actually the you in the poem. However, if you are reading a poem as if it is a letter to someone, then that you is someone else, a character in the poem that the speaker is addressing. But there is yet another layer to make things more complicated. Sometimes you might not be sure if the you is you in the poem, a character the speaker is addressing, or something else entirely. That's what's going on in this poem. As you listen, try to pick out when the speaker addresses someone. Who is she talking to? Now, let's hear today's poem. Song of a Second April. April, this year, not otherwise than April of a year ago, is full of whispers, full of sighs, of dazzling mud and dingy snow, Hepaticus, that pleased you so, are here again and butterflies there are rings a-hammering all day and shingles lie about the floor in orchards near and far away the gray woodpecker taps and bores the men are merry at their chores the children earnest at their play the larger streams run still and deep noisy and swift the smaller brooks run among the mule and stocks, the sheep go up the hillside in the sun. Pensively, only you are gone. You, that alone, I cared to keep. Now, who is that you? The first time I read this poem, I thought for sure that it was a romantic interest. A husband or a boyfriend who wasn't with the speaker like he had been last April. But other than the sentiment that this boyfriend is missed... We don't have anything concrete in this poem to tell us that this is the you being addressed. After rereading it a few times, I was more convinced that the you being addressed was actually April itself. After all, the title of the poem is Song of a Second April. Perhaps the poet is singing this song to April itself. Thinking of how wonderful things are right now, but knowing, just like last April, that this second April will not stick around forever. Another possible UIC for this poem is the reader. After all, the author wrote this poem knowing that it would be read, so why not assume we are the ones it is addressing? The poem closes with these lines. Pensively, only you are gone. You, that alone, I cared to keep. After we finish reading, we are no longer in the poem, so the speaker can't keep us there. As the readers, we get to share in the joy that this April is bringing to the speaker, but after the poem ends, so does our interaction with it. It is not a bad thing to have some aspects of a poem unclear. It can be frustrating when people are reading a poem and just want to get it, but having some things, like who the you is, left vague, can allow a poem to open up to several interpretations. There isn't one right way to read a poem. Having the reader insert him or herself into it allows the poem to open itself up so that it can speak to you differently at different points in your life. On the Poetry Studio podcast, it isn't enough to enjoy and discuss a poem. We need to be inspired by it to create our own work. Here are some writing exercises inspired by Song of a Second April that you can work on. First, write a poem in the form of a letter. Make it specific and detailed and write it to somebody, but don't name who or what that person or thing is. As you edit and reread it, think about different ways you can interpret that you in your poem. As this podcast is airing, it is springtime. That means the birds are returning and plants are growing here in Colorado where I am. Go outside and write a poem addressing what you see out there. Last. Think about where you were last year at the same time. Write a poem about what has changed. If you or your child complete one of these writing prompts and would like for your writing to be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me a text or recording of you reading the poem, and I will share it. You can email the poem to me at Podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to write to me at that same email address. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Poetry Studio Podcast. If you liked it, please give me a five-star review on iTunes and share it with your friends. New episodes come out each Wednesday with special bonus episodes and materials available to members. That's all the time I have for today. Music and audio effects included in the podcast are either performed by me or in the public domain. Song of the Second April was written by Edna St. Vincent Millay and is in the public domain. Happy writing and see you next week.